0: That's chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
0: Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers To Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me.
1: Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three. Yeah! No! And the-
0: Hello and welcome to It's All Cobblers to Me. This is a bit of a surprise, a Thursday. Ooh. Uh, yes, it's a bonus episode. I'm Charles. Very nice to have you listening. Earlier on today, I was chatting to somebody that I normally listen to most of the time on the TV. Um, He's an Accrington Stanley fan. He's also a former Accrington Stanley player, um, cricketer, cricket commentator. His name's Bumble. It's David Lloyd. I hope you enjoy this 20-odd-minute conversation that I managed to grab uh, with David earlier on today. It was really, really fun, and I just thought, why not? Let's just get it out there and release it. Preview show is also out tomorrow. We've got an Accrington Stanley fan, Josh. He's going to be talking to myself and Danny. That's coming out in the morning, but for now, just enjoy this. It's really fun, and I really, really enjoyed listening and, well, chatting to David Lloyd. So here it is. Here's my chat with the one, the only, Bumble. It's lovely to have you here, David. Thank you very much for joining us on It's All Cobblers to Me. Just wanted to say, actually, um, it's a pleasure to have somebody of your knowledge of not just one game, but two and maybe three. You were talking about golf to me earlier as well. Um, a keen sports fanatic, I would say, then, rather than just a cricketer or a footballer.
1: Yeah, I, I like cycling and fishing. I love fishing. <laughs> we can do a fishing programme if you want. I'm very happy <laughs> that Paul Whitehouse and, and Bob Morton are going away fishing. Uh, brilliant programme, that. Love watching that. So I like my fishing. I like my cycling. I like my football. And cricket's my business. So I'm a bit laddish.
0: <laughs> I like that description it works quite well for you I think yeah um so accrington Stanley that's your that's your team yeah you you even played for them as well semi-professionally yeah. um it just it doesn't escape you does it that that fandom it's always there
1: well it, i went to a school called Peel Park and and when they were in the league first time around the ground was called Peel Park because it's right next to the school and the pub there is the Peel Park pub and incidentally, that's one of the best pubs in the area, in the region. It's a lovely, lovely pub and it's right next to the old ground. And it's walking distance to the, to the new ground as well. And so I lived 200 yards away from the ground and the players would come past our house. They would, and in, in that sort of time, in the 50s, they would be carrying the boots. Mm. You knew you knew they were players because they were carrying the boots uh, to play in what was then the 3rd Division North. There were 3rd Division North and 3rd Division South that split. And so they were wonderful times in getting floodlights for the first time, and they were like candles. You, co- you couldn't see a damn thing. <laughs> you better off with a flag lighter or something like that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, more there for show than actually of use. Yeah, yeah uh, I like
1: that. Floodlights. <laughs> switch them on. They are on. <laughs>
0: marvellous so um obviously um well acrington have been they were there then they weren't then there was an advert then they're back again and now they're obviously cemented themselves back into the football league and into league one as well where they've been for the last three years mm-hmm. that must be fabulous we spoke to uh josh from raw milk yesterday and he said how it's just changed the town and it's put Accrington back on the map and maybe for the better reasons now than, than a milk advert, as it was?
1: Well, we're it, 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 going out of the league in 62 and then you, you just needed somebody to, to grasp the metal and get us back as a football team. And it was a long, slow process and many great people got involved. And then Eric Wally who was a footballer and cricketer, a damn good cricketer, wicketkeeper, um, and he would keep wicket, I should think, to Michael Holding and one or two others, probably play with Viv Richards as well. Played Lancashire League and he had a nice little company and he took it on, Eric. He was a footballer himself and he took the Stanley on, this ramshackle club, and he devoted his life to it. So, sadly, he's no longer with us, um, but a number of people have been along and helped us along Ilias Khan, Peter Marsden. And then we hit the jackpot with Andy Holt. And it's he, a fantastic story. He's a mate of mine, he's Andy. He's got fabulous businesses in the area. He's as straight as a die and he's as sharp as a tack. And he turned up to watch Stanley and he likes to drink. He's, he gets a bit thirsty. He loves a pint. And he went to the bar and ordered a pint of bitter. And they said, we have none. What do you mean you have none? He said, well, we haven't paid the bills, so they won't send us any help." So he's one of them. He almost at that moment said, Right, I'll buy the club. And it, it, we've moved on from then. It's because he couldn't get a pint at the bar that he got involved. And we've now, you know, when, when Raw Milk says that it's lifted the town, there's now a real pride. Whereas in the past, there was, I'd have to say, you know, you're a bit embarrassed that nothing works, nobody has any money, they're not playing the players. But now we've got a lovely little stadium. It, it is a great Saturday afternoon or a Tuesday or a Wednesday night, whenever we play. It is a great day out in the fan zone for a kickoff. We get a live band in the fan zone. And there's none of that segregation, none of that business. We, but, but police on horses, and you can't come in here. No, come on in. We've got a live band on. And, and more, more, more to the point, it's £2.50 a pint. And come back when it's at the end of the match, if we've won, it's a pound a pint. So, really? <laughs> oh, I'm a pound a pint if we win.
0: Yeah. See, this is why we like living in the North. That's that's yeah, the whole that's goodness it. about yeah. it. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um, I, I must say that, so I've been to Accrington a few times over the years. I mean, obviously, I don't think we've played each other for maybe four or five now. Um, but I, I've been there for a few good wins from our perspective uh, over the years. Also, a, a couple of losses. And I must say that I, I, I completely agree with you in the way that it is such a community club and everybody mm-hmm. just seems to enjoy the day. I know that some, some people will maybe take the mick out of it a little bit with the, the supposed ultras, our Ultraman Ultras, uh, with yeah. all the flags. In it. But actually, it's just something that adds to the, the spirit of the day and makes everything just just feel more special
1: in a way. Well, you know, that, that's where I stand, actually. I, I don't sit, sit anywhere. I just go and stand with them, with the ultras and behind the goals. It it is just a fantastic, it's great, it's great fun for a start. And of course, there's the elation if you win and the disappointment if you lose. Half time is a trek just round the corner, get a bovril, get a pie, come back, stand on your barrier. Um, and that's called the Clayton End. And so, you know, when we are hitting to the Clayton End, it's buzzing, it's terrific, really, really good. Uh, It's, I, I love the afternoon out because it's an event. And that's what Andy's trying to do. It's a community event. And, and of course, it's great if you win. Fantastic if you win. Sometimes you don't. And you've got to take that on the chin.
0: So how has it been sort of being in League One for you? Obviously, your job, working for Sky Sports, you, you know, Sky, huge champions of football, uh, the Premier League on every single week, obviously, plus having the EFL games on as well. Um, but you're one of the few if you like, who will therefore be supporting a lower league football club? And maybe, I mean, I, I say this, we are biased, I know, as being lower league fans, but I think the football's better down where we are. It's a better experience for the day, uh, as you've alluded to. I'd find it a struggle for you to go to Old Trafford or anywhere else, Anfield, and especially get reduced prices at the bar after a win, more than likely they put the prices up, I would think, if there's more people going in. Um, I, I mean, is it is it something that you kind of look at and just think you've got, it, it, it's a bit of a, a difference maker for you and that you, you're maybe a little bit more proud of the fact that you're an Accrington fan as opposed to maybe colleagues who are United, City, Chelsea or Arsenal?
1: Well, but uh, Nasser, me mate Nasser, Nasser is saying. Leeds fan, Leeds fan all his life, Leeds fan, Leeds, Leeds. And then he says, they're not playing so well, I'm changing. you do doing, what do you mean you're changing? And he's changed, he's gone from Leeds to Arsenal. And now he, he, he nips along to the Arsenal every now and again. And they're just having a wobble, so he might be back up at Leeds. You can't change, it's stuck with you, that's where I'm from. I, I live sort of eight miles from City and eight miles from United. And I have to say that I've got a a friend, a a girlfriend who's got connections with Crystal Palace. And when Crystal Palace plays City, I get invited and I go with her and I go into that tunnel club, which, again, is a fantastic experience, an unbelievable experience. And to sit just behind Pep Guardiola, you know, that's once a season, which is brilliant. Roy Hodgson on the line there. Will Saar, what a player he is. Will Saar, he frightens them to death. Every time he plays City, he frightens them to death and they do well, the Crystal Palace against City. And so the obligation is to watch Stanley and every now and again, there's another event and, and it's once a year, I'll go to City. But my wife, Diana, she's a season ticket holder at York City. So that's National League North. And we will stream. I streamed it the other night. They played Southport the other night. Of course, the stream doesn't work and it cost me a tenner. And then they they put up, they said, we're sorry about that. It's not working. I know. Can I have my tenner back? No, you can't. Uh, And Anyway, they won 3-2, so she was
0: happy. (laughs) I'm glad it's not just us that are having problems with streaming then as well. (laughs) Either the streams don't work for the league games or we play rubbish when we're in front of the BT cameras on Monday night. So it doesn't matter. We're rubbish either way. <laughs> it's one of those. Well, um, I'd just like to to find out if you've got any particular favourite memories from the time that you've been supporting Accrington. Would you? I asked Raw Milk this, actually, was obviously coming through non-league, there's a lot of talk about non-league football. I've been listening. I don't know whether you've heard the... Um, uh, I, I think it's, oh, uh, I can't remember what it's called now. There's a podcast that the BBC have done based on Bury and what's happened to them yeah, since yeah. they've gone. Um, in a league of their own, I think it's called. Uh, a couple of the Radio Manchester guys have done it and they've basically talked to a lot of non-league fans. So uh, places like uh, well, AFC Wimbledon fans, um, is it Maidenhead as well. Um, places that have kind of been gone and have started again. And a lot of talk about how good non-league is and how they wouldn't change it for the world. Obviously, Alkenton have been there, have done it, and have worked their way up and are now cemented into the Football League as a professional football club. I asked Raw Milk, would they prefer to be where they are now? Or would they rather they were still in that kind of non-league community spirit bubble? And he said he wouldn't change it for the world, Josh, in, in terms... How, how about yourself?
1: I, I think it's important to understand where you've come from, and that is from non league and all that that entails. You, you mentioned that I played, I played in, in sort of early 60s in the Lancashire combination against teams that are now, you know, Skelmersdale United have been in the FA Cup, Marine have just got through to the next round. I've played Prescott Cables, I've played against these great would, So it's important to know what you've achieved or what Accrington Stanley have achieved and where you've come from. But you have to have ambition and our ambition will be to get into the championship. Now, some people will say that that's not achievable. Yes, it is. If you run a club properly, which we do, if it's run properly and you get the right players and promote the right culture, the sky's the limit. And, We Before COVID, I mean, we we were quietly confident this year that we got the best squad we've ever had, the best squad. And so you just keep quiet. We've got the lowest budget in in the league, but we were doing all right. And then 19 of them got COVID, which has pushed us back. And I know that people say, oh, you've got games in hand. I'd rather have played the games, get your points in the bag and see where you're going. And so when I talk about ambition, and your viewers and listeners would think I'm crackers. My ambition is to play at the new Camp. I just want to play against anybody in Champions League. Now, it's probably not achievable, but you've got to have ambition. So your first ambition, walk before you can run, Let's see if we can get into the playoffs in League One. Let's just see where it takes us. We could have done without Covid because we just played Tram here last week in the Cup and, and we looked leggy. We looked, you know, a bit gasping for a breath every now and again. But we've just played Barrow in that league job, that trophy job, um, away from home at, on Tuesday night, I think it was. And we won 1-0. So there's a bit more mileage gone into the legs. So looking forward to this next game. We're away from home. And I'd have to say that how we're away from is really good. Just be careful.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't worry. We're more than uh, prepared for you to come here and win. I wouldn't worry about that at all, Bumble, to be honest. Um, you mentioned, uh, obviously, the, the way that the club's been run is really, really well. Um, lowest budget in the league. You've got to give an awful lot of credit to John Coleman, haven't you, for essentially just taking players who don't cost an awful lot of money and bonding them all together to form one cohesive unit that overperforms year on year. It's a fabulous job he's doing for you.
1: It's a Midas touch from John Coleman, John Doolan and Jimmy Bell. Absolute Midas touch to identify a player But then they're really honest with the players. You give them a chance. It's usually players that have not just fitted in or or it's not just happening for them. or They've had a bit of a knockback or a setback. And he looks at the character. And when we sign them, you're very honest with them. Look, if you do the business, we'll sell you. You can go as far as you like. And we've done that with Caden Jackson, um, Danassian, uh, Jordan Clark, very recently, Matty Pearson. It, it's up to you. You perform and somebody will come in for you and we've done a great job and we've helped you along the way. So, we, we, yeah, we do have a lot of lone players, but the lone players are exciting and they've got ambition because they're getting a game of football. We've got two Chelsea lads. Rather than sitting on the backside watching Chelsea, they're playing League One. So it, it's got to be good for them as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there is a lot of... Uh, a lot of the time, I think people forget that about lone players. They see youngsters coming in from Premier League clubs. Mm-hmm. Keith Curl's great sometimes. He talks about hating uh, or disliking the way that youth players sometimes come into a club. They've all got their, their 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 Gucci wash bags and their Bose headphones. and He takes them off them, he said. I think there was a quote last year where he basically turned around and said, they've got to earn those on mm-hmm. the pitch. He's not interested. He'd rather have, I think, was it uh, one of the one of the uh, was it Michael Keane or somebody Harry Maguire maybe turned up to England with all of his stuff in a black bin bag. That's the kind of player that Keith Curl wants, which well, I think I, is hilarious.
1: When I was watching Stanley, they would walk past the door with the boots under their arm. You know, they, they didn't have a car. They didn't have a car in, in the fifties. Well, nobody had a car really. Um, And so you've got to be grounded. And and I I think that the majority of footballers are. And of course, these are young men, they're young men and they've got a load of money and they might get a bit flash. but you'll see many, many, many who are very grounded, are um, good family people, they're ambitious and they're proud to achieve what they are doing. I mean, the skill level... The skill level is unbelievable. And I'm not talking just Premier League. I'm talking about League One, League Two, and National League. I can go down the road here. I'm only two miles from Stockport. Go watch Stockport County in normal times. FC United, Salford, they're all around here. Mm -hmm. Go and watch them. And the skill levels and the fitness levels of the players is unreal.
0: It has, it has improved dramatically, hasn't it, over the years, football yeah. in general. It doesn't, there's none of that kind of like, oh, you've gone into non-league and it's a walk in the park kind of thing. That, that doesn't happen, as you see, because the teams that drop out of the football league, out of League Two the wrong way, struggle to come back up. So, I mean, it obviously is competitive football. Down there, and it's it's just bad. And then when you do get up, as Acreton have proved, it doesn't take long. The difference isn't that big to go from the conference, or sorry, the National League to League Two to League One. You know, the challenge is then to to keep going and stay at the level you are, and then make the step up to the next one, which is what Stanley are trying to do now to reach the Championship.
1: Yeah, I mean. Obviously, there are many that say to stay in this division is an achievement. Of course it is. But you've still got to have that ambition. And that ambition will be, let's see how far we can go. Can we get into them playoffs? Can we upset somebody? You know, the organisation is paramount. The organisation of the players. And I mentioned earlier the culture, that the, the players themselves will decide what culture is in the team, particularly when you have a lot of young loan players coming in. They've got to buy into the culture. And by and large, they do. Um, but I like your point about into non-league football, if somebody drops down who's a bit of a, you know, he's, he's done it and he's got the T-shirt and the badge. Well, there's, there's somebody going to nail him. There's somebody mm-hmm. going to. And, and if, I can tell you from a cricketing viewpoint, when a great mate of mine, Shane Warren, had retired He'd retired and he got into, he, he came out of retirement into the big bash. And what, I mean, it's a real coup is that. They've got Shane Warren and they decide they're going to mic him up. And he's, when he comes on to do his bowling and his captain, they mic him up and he'll tell us what he's going to bowl. He's going to bowl this and a floater and a suitor and a shooter. And, and equally, there's this young lad starting in the other team, opening batter. He's just starting, and I know this lad, I know him. And they asked him, well, so it must be a, a, wonderful to, to sort of pick your wits and play against Shane Warne. So, and this young lad said, leave him to me. I'll sort him out. Now, I'll tell you who the young lad was. He's the captain of Australia's one-day team now, Aaron Finch. And he, <laughs> he hit Shane Warne all over Melbourne. <laughs> He hits him into the next parish every ball. And warning in the microphone, he said, I've had enough. I'll have to come off. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I was working on the game. He said, leave him to me. I'll sort him out. And he did.
0: That's marvellous. That's brilliant. Well, look, um, I can't let you go without asking you for a prediction for this Saturday's game. I don't know whether you dare do those. We always do it. A bit tongue-in-cheek, to be honest. But... If you were going to stick your neck on the line, what yeah. would you go for?
1: Right, we've played seven, won four, lost three. No draws. No. I think this is a draw.
0: Oh, okay. I'm going one each. Well, do you know, that's exactly what I went for the other day. So that's what I've put down as my prediction. So that, that's it now. I'm done. I'm retiring. Yeah, I can we'll do see the same go. prediction as you. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Look, David, thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. No worries. Thank you. Have a good thank day. You. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? ha! in my dentist's office.